You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Welcome back to another episode of Just Ask Your Mom podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about kids and systems and routines for your day. Yeah. Um, why would you need? Why would you need a routine in your day? Right. Um, you know, being from the homeschool world, a lot of hippy dippy, authority averse people decide to homeschool. Right. It's kind of going a different way. So a lot of my friends. Um, through the years, have been kind of um, systems-averse, mm-hmm. routine-averse. They're, they're like, mm, you're sucking the joy out of my life right. by making me think I'm going to have to um, have a routine for my day for the next 18 years with this child. Right, because routine implies predictability, and you don't, you can't predict what your child's going to do from one moment to the next, right? You right. don't know what you're going to feel like for lunch that day, or maybe you want to go to the park, maybe it's raining, and you have to pivot. Right, and, and redo, but... Um, I, I think that no matter your personality type, there are times in your life where a system can actually help you enjoy your life more, mm-hmm. not be a drag. And so we want to kind of talk through that today and what that might look like. Great. Yeah. Okay. So why would we want to do a routine? Like what's some reasons that you and I looked at each other all these years ago and said, uh, we got to have some we got to have some systems in place here, friend. Right. Uh, well, I think when, now every kid is different, but my firstborn was my same personality. And that happened to coincide with, um, we need to know what's coming next. Um, it just gave, if she didn't know what was coming next, it gave her so much anxiety and um, I don't, she just, her behavior changed, everything. It's like she would ask, what happens after this sleep, mommy? What about the uh, next sleep, mommy? Yeah. How many more sleeps until this? And, uh, you know, if somebody came over or something unpredictable happened, it just kind of rocked her world. Now, my uh, second born was the complete opposite because God has a sense of humor. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was ready for a party at any time. Right. That's a great balance. That, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of like, your firstborn, but from a mom's perspective, I was looking at my days. Uh, I was going to stay home with our daughter, Emma, and I saw all these hours from when my husband left for work, which is 7 a.m., to when he was going to be home at 5 p.m., and I was a little overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's 10 hours of time. Yes, there's some nap time in there. There's some meal time in there. Okay, I know that's in there, but that's a lot of time to fill. Yes. And if you've listened to our first podcast uh, where we kind of introduced ourselves, I felt very unequipped for parenting. So for me, it gave me a sense of empowerment and like, I know what's coming next. Yeah. Like I can do this. Here's what we're doing next. Right. So I, I liked it for that reason. So perhaps you might feel like that. That would be another good reason. Yes. To have a routine or a system. And, and I agree with you. The first, the first one I first started out, it was, okay, we're waking up in the morning, you eat, everybody kind of gets ready for their day. And then there's this long stretch before and that's always what I would look forward to is what's the next thing nap and you know lunch right around there but there's several hours in there that are empty and like anything goes anything can happen Mm -hmm. so what if I have to you know wash the dishes and clean up the kitchen then what yeah how are you going to get that done right when my toddler 
or baby or small child is, you know, rolling over and getting stuck under the couch in the next room or um, the toddler decides this is a good time to go and try out the sexy cherry red lipstick in the bathroom all over the things, you know. We did have actually one of those incidents. Yeah. So um, I didn't want that because that just caused more, more frustration and more tears, his and mine, down the road. You know, I wanted... We need to contain this. Somehow, we need to bring this all in. Yes. And I I do remember standing in my kitchen. uh, I think Emma was four. Houston was one. It's like 4.30 in the afternoon in despair and slight anger about having to come up with one more dinner. I just, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to make. These people need to eat constantly. (laughs) They need to eat. What is that? Three times a day plus snacks. (laughs) They need to eat. And I, at that moment, I said to myself, you just need a system. You've got a meal plan. It doesn't mean you can't vary from your meal plan. If you feel like taco night and it's not on the list, you can do that. But to prevent the stress at that yeah. time of day, which is kind of the witching hour anyway. It is. Everybody's people, cranky. Yeah. yeah. So I just decided then, hey, I'm going to meal plan. And I did that all the way until this fall when our we became empty nesters. Uh, our son got married in December of uh, 2020. We're officially just on our own. And I looked at my husband and I said, I think that season of meal planning is done. I think it's time for on the fly. What do we want to have? Mm. I've got more time to just run to the grocery. It's just the two of us. So when you, when you implement a system or a routine, it's not forever. Like don't think it's forever. It's just a tool for you for a season of life. Right. And and in that case, so you get to 4.30 and it's a no brainer. You know, you've already had it in the crock pot since 12 or... Yes. Oh, we've got this thing. We're pulling it out, and there's no frustration. It eliminates all yes. frustration, at yes. least for that one issue. Yes, for that. So I'm in a better. Uh-huh. I'm a better mom because I'm a happier, better person. Mm-hmm. So that's that for me was a huge one. And and then once we, I was meal planning, and it was kind of a thing we did. Um, we had a little thing we would say. The kids would say, or David would say. Put it on the list, mom. It was like a, a meal they really, really liked. And so they wanted that to show up again in the rotation. So I just kept a different list of yeah. like our favorites. So one of my family values was always trying new foods. So we always had to try something new. There was always things we'd never had before, but we did have a list of family favorites. Right. We put it on the list. So that's early when you're at home and you're doing the meals yourself or whatever. As the kids get older, they're part of that routine. Absolutely. They're helping you chop and cook and set yes. the table and learn how to be in the kitchen and what to do. Um, so it's it's not like it's just mom puts no, it on, you know. It, go, it goes um, slower when they help you, yes. as you know. But I found that um, my daughter was a very adventurous eater. And so she would eat whatever I put in front of mm-hmm. her. And I thought, oh, I'm such a good mom. <laughs> what a good mom I am. And then our son came along and he was not an adventurous eater. He was way more hesitant. But his flexibility and his courage would rise up if he'd had a part in helping. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So even at two and three, I had him in there with me, helping me stir. I have a picture of him sitting with a big mixing bowl of sweet potatoes, licking the whisk attachment um, because he had helped me make them. And Mm -hmm. it was a weird orange food, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to try that. So, yeah, definitely have him help. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) So you're um, having a system in your day. Uh, not only helps you, but I think it helps. It doesn't matter what the personality of the child is. Children in general um, require a certain security, Mm -hmm. I think, that the boundaries that a system creates 
gives them. Yes, I agree with that. Um, so if you're talking about your daughter who loved a system, mm -hmm. so that would, that would feel good and right to her. Your son, who is the opposite personality, who might be like, mm, no systems. Don't you think that helps a, that kind of a personality um, have more self-control and structure in their lives? Like he has to bend. To other people. To other people. Yes. And that's a character trait we want to, like, I want that in myself. And right. I want that in my children. So that would help your son. Right. And the thing is, the thing I've always kept in mind is we're not really raising children. We're raising adults. At least that's the goal. I mean, you maybe you right. can't see it when they're little teeny and they're toddlers or whatever. Eventually, they're going to get there and they're going to be adults. So you want adult citizens in the world. I mean, school has systems and yeah. routine. Work has systems yeah. and routine. The world in general, that's why we have seasons. Everything mm -hmm. comes in an order. Mm -hmm. So to instill that and kind of bring that into your family life as just something that now normally happens yes. is not out of the ordinary. No, it's not. You just, um, I, I would recommend that you take an assessment of uh, your family's identity, which we'll talk about in the future. We both really um, intentionally worked on what's our family going to be about? Mm -hmm. What's important to us? Sit down and talk with your husbands or dads if you're listening. Sit down and talk with your wives. What is our family about? And how can we make that happen? Systems are going to help you get there. Mm. You might be surprised um, what your husband might say if, if you said, what could I do, what kind of system could I put in place to make our house a place that even more a place you want to be? Mm. Um, one dad, a, a, friend great question. Mine, a friend of mine, talked to her husband about this, and he was like, you know what, that meal planning thing that Renee does, he's like, I would love it if you would do that. So we're not racing, because they live real close to a grocery store, so it's actually just five minutes mm. for them to like zip over to the grocery store and back. He's like, yeah, so we're just not. five minutes <laughs> turns into... <laughs> yeah, because you got to get there, park. Uh -huh. He said, so you're not, you're not doing that at the end of the day when we're trying to get the kids in. So he, and he wasn't complaining, she asked. Um, but for your family, it might be something different. It might be, um, you know, you find that your kids aren't good sleepers. Well, systems put in place, routines, things they can expect, making nap time and bedtime a, a predictable, happy right. experience could help. So just talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it with your um, spouse and and take your own assessment. How could my how could I run my house better mm -hmm. for to the glory of God? Like our family mantra. Our verse was, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. It's the Lord God you are serving. So everything you do is as unto the Lord. Folding laundry, as unto the Lord. Changing diapers, as unto the Lord. Putting away dishes, as unto the Lord. So we want to do it with excellence. Not a crushing excellence, not a perfectionism. No. But with intentional effort. And so just assess, assess where, hey, mm, this system might might work for me. So let's talk about some systems besides food, because you know food's my favorite. Yes, well, but. Uh, well, I think pediatricians would tell you, if, if they're good ones, that systems like that will help your child, like you said, with sleeping habits, with regular eating, if you're grazing all through the day, mm -hmm. instead of, okay, we're gonna have a meal time here, and we're gonna have a meal time here. If you're hungry in between, we'll discuss it. Yes. But um, they do help your child regulate. And uh, a baby that comes out, you know, they sometimes get their days and nights mixed up, yes. right? Um, they just don't know it yet. They don't know what the world systems is. What's, what is day? What is night? Because um, you're always available to them. So 
putting that into place just eases them into this is the world. Mm -hmm. This is how we live. Mm -hmm. This, this is, is the rhythm of our life. The rhythm. I love that word. That's a great word. Yes. This is the rhythm of our life. And yeah. David and I really, really specifically said we want the rhythm of our life through junior high to be one where we are at peace and we're mostly at home. Mm -hmm. So we, um, we put systems in place to make that happen. Right. We, we, um, picked certain sports or extracurricular things that didn't require us to be gone in the evening so we could mostly be home. Um, but for your family, it'll be something else. Maybe it'll look different. But, but yes, we, we just said, hey, how can we make that? How can we make that happen? Right. Now, if, you, if your both parents are working, I guarantee you the daycare has systems in place. They have oh, rhythms in place. If yes. you have 20, 25 kids you're trying to work with, if you don't, it is complete mm -hmm. chaos. So whether you're having it at home or not, they're gonna have it out in the world. They're having it at school, they're having it at daycare. Um, so it behooves you to kind of match that at home too. So it's not just whiplash from one yes. place to the other. Yes, I mean, in homeschooling, um, again, for us, I wanted systems. I wanted to know like from morning to lunch, here was what we were gonna accomplish. Mm -hmm. So we like, for example, we discovered that if we tried to do math, after lunch, many tears ensued. <laughs> it was a terrible time of day for, especially my son, to do math. So we knew, okay, it's not 9 a.m. math every day, but between 9 and 11.30 or 8 and 11.30, you have to get your math done. Right. So there's a system, but he, he had some flexibility into when he could execute that. Do that in there, right. So let's talk about the preschool years okay breaking because you you said daycares have routines mm -hmm. if you send your child to daycare they're definitely living a routine so if you're home with your child what does that look like if you i guess we can just talk about what we did okay in terms of breaking up our day okay like you said get up breakfast long stretch of time right morning nap and then when morning nap is gone big sadness <laughs> you've got to like refigure your day <laughs> big sadness. many tears yeah but it's all good. It all changes. Yes, yes. Uh, as soon as you get used to one thing, then it's going to be something so new. It will it's, automatically. It's actually comforting when things are bad. Things are going to change again. That's right. Yeah. So let's see. For us, I guess we did, um, we started to do vis visual boundaries, I would say. Visual routine sort of um, okay. what does that look things. Like? And then also time. Um, for visual, um, we would use you know, like you have a crib or a playpen, right? Ah, so they yeah. have walls, visual mm -hmm. walls that a child can see. Like this is the area that I am to be in and I'm not getting out of here. Um, so when I would take a shower in the morning, I was able to take a shower in the mornings because I said, okay, we've done breakfast, you're fed, you're happy. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some special toys that are only for this time and we're gonna have a little bit of time in the playpen. 15 minutes, maybe, right. long so enough can, for me to get a shower. Yeah, just so you can get showered. And know that you're safe. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to get, you know, hurt or anything. Um, and we might play a little music during that time. We might, you know, whatever, just to make it a pleasant, happy experience. So um, that gave me the time I needed. It gave them some time to learn how to focus and be alone mm -hmm. and concentrate, which are excellent life skills for school and anything else you want to yes. do. What um, happened if they threw their toys out? Well, I was in the shower. So they learned, yeah, we don't throw our toys out because then we don't have them anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that happened a couple times, <laughs> but then it, well, maybe once or twice. Yeah. And the rest of the playpen time wasn't super happy, but I'm not dashing out of the shower soaking wet to go and rescue that. I, I can hear them. They can hear me. 
Oh, did you throw your toys out? You shouldn't have done that. Really sorry. I'll be out in just a minute. You'll just have to wait. Mm-hmm. And they do. Mm-hmm. They do. So we did the same thing. We um, did playpen time for when I was in the shower. Then um, we would also do, a, in terms of a visual, I never thought about it in terms of visual boundaries. That's why I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Ah. We did blanket time. So not a big king size blanket that your kid can crawl miles and miles on. We did just like a little lap blanket, you know, 40 by 60, where they had to sit on the blanket and, and just play with um, a couple of toys. Or when they were old enough to look at a book, they could just sit and look at a book. And when they were little, like um, 18 months, that might be like a minute and a half to two minutes. Yeah, really short periods. If they crawled off, I just put them right back on. No, 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 blanket time. Just to teach them some boundaries and self-control. This was a really great skill. We ended up moving away from all of our family. And so I um, ended up having to like bring my kids along to go to haircuts. Unless I wanted to do all that at night when David was home, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Banking, banking, bank all that. Um, grocery store, you know, both in the cart and things uh-huh. like that, or walking beside the cart, you know, and holding. So the boundaries, like the blanket, I could just throw the blanket on the floor, and not the hair salon. It's gross and yucky. Yeah, there's hair, but whatever. You, you have to <laughs> live your life. So I put him on that blanket. And it was like a circus trick. Nobody could believe that my three-year-old could sit on a blanket. Mm-hmm for 30 minutes and entertain themselves. And, but we, it, it didn't just happen. It wasn't just their disposition. At home, we started with like a minute or two. Right, using a timer. Using a timer and, and teaching them that this is just something we do. It's gonna be expected. Sitting beside me on the couch to read a book. Mm-hmm. It was easier for one child than another. Mm-hmm. So yes, visual boundaries, playpen time, room time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did some room time where they had to play in their room by themselves quietly. Um, if they pulled out all their toys, we had to deal with that and put some of those up where they couldn't get to all of them. Right. But that was room time. Because we were home together, you know, for homeschooling all those years, room time went on through upper elementary where they could just go quietly, sit on their bed, hang out, listen to a book on tape, read, play in the floor quietly. Right. Learn how to be alone. Learn how to be alone. I needed to be alone. Yes. I needed two hours by myself. (laughs) But I think that's something that we're missing in today's society is people, with the advent of phones and constantly being on call for everything, um, you're always connected. And and man, it's a psychological stress and a burden. Um, So if your kid can learn, it's okay to be by myself, to listen to my own thoughts, to know what I'm thinking and not have to be you know, oh, the next text came in or the next whatever came in. That's a real skill and it will serve them well. Um, It just helps you to be familiar with yourself and to be okay with, I don't always have to be entertained. Somebody doesn't always have to be with me entertaining me. Alone time is okay. You're reminding me of uh, a group. We had a group of young women we were working with mentoring for maybe a year, year and a half. And we went through the book called Boundaries, which is Mm -hmm. kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. With um, systems and structure. And one of the things we committed to do with technology was to each of us set a boundary in our lives because that was a temptation. That was not a huge temptation for me because cell phones were so new right. when we were raising children. But for these young moms, it's a real invasive. It's always there. They'll, they won't yes. know a world without it's it. It's a right. real invasive part of their own personal lives mm-hmm. and of their children's lives. So I, to, I wanted to also learn. And so I just put boundaries in my day where it was no phone time. So like 10 to noon. I did not touch the phone and get on the computer or whatever. 
and then maybe another time in the afternoon. It was an interesting exercise because I found myself not liking it. Mm. I, I kind of wanted the constant access. I'd allowed myself the constant access. Yeah. So it was actually just a good discipline for myself. Um, but those things now are even more important than ever. Um, it's very tempting to just let a screen uh, babysit your child. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep them distracted so you can get something done. Right. Um, but I, I don't know that it's really ideal for them. Right. So if the earlier you start, the earlier it becomes part of your the fabric of your home and the rhythm of your home and whatever, um, it doesn't snowball out of hand. And having worked with so many families, mm-hmm. um, we've seen several cases where by the time the child is 11, 12 years old and they're getting a little bit more physical um, <laughs> and a little bit more vocal, yeah. uh, they cannot, they literally cannot disconnect from their video game or their, um, you know, whatever it is, their phone. You take a phone away as a correction or whatever for a weekend and you would think, you know, World War III yes. has occurred in your home. That They cannot neurologically disconnect from it. So just to set, mm-hmm. to teach them to set uh, their own limits and boundaries and things like that is critical yes. to just function as a human. Yes. So I've taught at a homeschool tutorial for several years and I teach junior high and high school students mm-hmm. a lot. And one of the, I had them do this. I had them do this exercise. I said, you set your own boundary. I'm doing mine with this other group of women. We're mm-hmm. going to all do it together. And they were really honest with me. I appreciated um, their honesty. They put their phones away for a certain amount of time during the day a couple of them couldn't do it yeah they actually said they felt jittery that they couldn't focus on their homework their schoolwork without their phone in the room and I was shocked at that Mm. I, I was I was absolutely shocked and I would hope that they're talking to their parents about that because that's that's not a place any of us wants to be certainly a teenager thinking back to your book you mentioned about teenage brains I'm wondering what in the world is going on in there with all that teenage brain. Right. I don't think we transition. know yet. We I, don't know enough to know yet. What exactly the repercussions are. It's a little scary. Are. Yeah. So just, yeah, boundaries with that. We're kind of going back and forth between boundaries and systems here. Yes. I feel like. Which we are. They're similar. They overlap. They do. Um, so back to what you were talking about with the toddler thing. You, so we talk about playpen and we talk about... Um, the blanket. Blanket time. And yes. then we talk about room time. Room time. And room just, time. The gift you give yourself. That is especially helpful yes. when you're trying to make dinner in the evening. Yes. And you just got to get a few things done. Um, so, but to be clear, we didn't just necessarily do all of those things at once. <laughs> no, 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 You're no, working no. on one little bit mm-hmm. of, of maybe the blanket, you know, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks yes. before they're getting it down. Um you don't just work on it one day and then, okay, we're, we're at the bank the next day, sit on that blanket. It's not, right. it is so, it is not rigid. Um, I'm, I just think of the thing in people's heads of the sound of music in Captain Von Trapp, you know, where he blows the whistle and everybody, it's a military, da, 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 everybody line up and we're going to do it. Oh, 700, you know, we're going to be on the blanket. It is, it is not like that at all. I, I think of it more as like a scaffolding. Okay. So you've got a framework, mm-hmm. you've got a rhythm and kind of a system in place. And um, you can move different boards around on that scaffolding, you know, so that you have different levels. Yes. So it, it offers you actually way more flexibility mm-hmm. with your day, mm-hmm. way more freedom of what you want to do for fun. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking back to um, we did breakfast 
we did, um, we, get, we got dressed, play pin time so I could shower and get dressed. And then we had book time, yep. which is together. Mm-hmm. There's nothing isolating about that. And then we did um, play time. So almost every day with my daughter, we had a tea party. Almost every day with my son, we played Thomas the Train in the floor. Mm-hmm. But it was whatever they wanted to do. We'd have snack. There was um, a little window of time before lunch. I could run to Target or the grocery store right. if I needed to. You usually do errands then. Um, and mm-hmm. then we came home for lunch. So, and then it would be nap. And, and then a majority of my day is gone. So then I would have nap time where I could recharge, have my quiet time, my time to myself. And then they would get up and we would do snuggle time, 30 minutes of snuggle time after nap. And then it was time to cook dinner. So it, it really was a great, for me, it was a great, happy mm-hmm. routine. It was a happy um, way to live our lives that we, we knew. And then, yeah, were there days we just threw it all out the window and went to the zoo? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The day of the big giant monsoon came and there was a big like river running through our backyard. We went out and splashed in the mud like for an entire afternoon <laughs> or that. anything we could do to be outside and get dirty absolutely we're gonna do that yes you know we're gonna have time where you can play in the playroom with your sibling as long as you can be nice to one another you can do that or you can and we did have screen time you want you want a an hour-long movie today great we'll have an hour-long movie today um but it was things that i needed to have them do so that we could get what we needed to do done in our day yes so how do you evaluate like it like you said you come to dinner time and you realize oh no i have nothing planned again and you realize you need systems. So in what other areas might you realize that you as an adult, man, maybe I need some systems. Like freedom you had before you had kids and then now you've got to rearrange everything. Yes, I, well, if I was gonna have any kind of personal fulfillment, I realized I had to have systems because it was I just couldn't do it whenever I wanted to do it. I was now responsible to these other people mm. in my life. So for example, when I knew I wasn't, um, having my Bible reading quiet time, like I'd always had in my 20s. Um, As a young mom, I just, because I could do it whenever I wanted, it wasn't happening Mm -hmm. as a young mom. And so I talked to Carla Link, whose book we've recommended um, before, How Do I Get My Kids to Behave? I talked to her about it, and she said, well, can you do five minutes? Of Bible reading, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, yeah, anybody can probably, do that. <laughs> probably <laughs> can't." Say no to that. <laughs> so um, she did start with return to your thirty minutes of you know personal devotional time. No, she said, "Can you do five minutes?" I said, "Yes." Once I got that under my belt and thought, "Okay, I need more," um, I sought out a Bible study, a Bible study fellowship (BSF), and it was a local here in Murfreesboro. They had childcare. Mm. And they had a morning class and they had an evening class. So we could, you know, working moms could go to the evening class or my husband, you know, went to the evening class for several years. Um, I went to the daytime class because that was a special treat for me, free childcare. And it was a win-win because I was really digging in Mm -hmm. to God's word. So that was something I put in place to um, grow myself spiritually. I needed the accountability. I needed the boundary markers. I needed that scaffolding in my life. Right. To make it happen for that season right. of life. Um, okay, so that that brings to mind kind of balance. So I'm I'm imagining, like, there was some times, I think, where I got off balance where, okay, I wanted to go to this class in the morning, and they had childcare, so we're going to go do that. And you're there in 
you know, an hour in childcare. After that, I want to go to the Y or the gym, mm-hmm. make sure I get my exercise in. So we go to that. Look, there's childcare there too. Then we go to the next thing and maybe it's a play date and there's children, children, children. And I don't know, the afternoon is full of, and maybe we're meeting another group of people or something like that or, you know, whatever. And I get to the end of my day and I realize nobody has had any time to just be down or chill or and you can see it reflected in all of our behaviors it's like it's been just so much all day long um that it was just off balance so that gave me some food for thought i guess for the rest of our um, home life like okay there's nothing wrong with any of those things that i did Mm -hmm. and we all wanted to do all of them you just can't do them all at once so maybe i do the gym on you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 30 minutes. But on those days, I'm not gonna do the class. So right. you're just... Yes, I agree, I agree. And the, the four areas that Carla talked about, um, she used the verse where um, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. Those were kind of the four areas that I knew, okay, I need systems in place. So I, um, the growing in wisdom, like what am I doing to feed myself? I know I'm trying to help my kids grow in wisdom, and knowledge, you know, all day we're exploring, learning, right. reading, building, um, all these things. But what am I doing for myself? Mm. So for years that was book group, right? With you know, I read a book, talk to adults about it once a month. Right. It's so easy for you to leave yourself for last. <laughs> that's is. that's what women it do. Is. We're always last. So that was a real lifeline for me. So wisdom, stature, so physical, like you're talking about. Yeah, I, there was a season of life we paid for that gym membership, which now is super cheap. I don't know what happened. Mm. Why 1998? It was $80 a month. <laughs> and why in 2021? It's $10 a month. Uh. But I'm so happy for you <laughs> young moms who can just pay $10 a month. So we did we did the YMCA and I would go at the end of the day um, a couple of days a week because I was so stressed mm. at the end of the day. It didn't, I didn't really need it in the morning. So we would do it. And that, those nights, the kids had an early dinner and David and I had a late dinner and it was like a date night too yeah so wisdom stature favor with god and favor with man so favor with god is your spiritual development which i've already talked about with bsf and those things in those years and then um socially in favor with your fellow man or woman Mm -hmm. so we had our small group that we were right together that was really like in every two weeks it was a social you just knew it was going to happen it was going to be on the calendar it was and it was also spiritual we talked about Mm -hmm. Um, spiritual topics, but it was really, that was my, those were my people. Yeah. So being able to kill two birds with one stone is like double bonus. Yes. Yes. Like those are my people. And so that, that made those years, um, it made me a better mom, Mm -hmm. better able to equip my children to also do the same where I'm, I've also got goals for them in those areas. Um, so we overlapped in the social. What did you do in the others? What'd you do for physical? Um, we, well, I would, we would be outside a you lot. Are, and you garden, like, and like farm. We have a little farm. Garden. So I'm outside, yeah, like sho- <laughs> yeah. Shoveling. shoveling the stalls <laughs> and, uh, you know, doing the garden, plowing the garden, yes. weeding and stuff like that. So we you do a lot of yard. outside. Yeah. You do I, a lot of I'm physical. an outside person. So you get your, your exercise the pioneer way. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I had to manufacture mine. So, um, but yeah, so think about that for yourself. Think of those four categories and what do I need to do? What kind of routine do I need? What do I need to commit to, Mm -hmm. to make that happen? If you need to commit to something, I knew that for, for me at that season in my life, if I didn't commit to a Bible study group, I was probably going to be lazy about it. Oh yeah. But if I, if I joined a group, I knew I was proud enough. It's probably like I used my besetting 
not besetting sin of pride, besetting sin of anger. That's what I have. <laughs> but I used like my impulse to pride and perfection to my advantage, knowing that it was going to make me get my work done mm. at home. And I was, I was not going to show up to class without my work done. I'd always been a good student. There you and go. So I used it to my advantage to right. go, hey, I'm going to put that system in place. And it was pretty, three years I did it. Yeah. And then I, I moved on to something else. So again, you can always be reevaluating. When you mm-hmm. commit to something, you're not committing to it for two decades. Right. Exactly. Yes. Everything is flexible. Yes. So this, the idea of rhythms and routine and all of that stuff, um, you're not a slave to it ever. If, and we, have we said that enough? Let's say it one more time. You're not a slave to any kind of routine. It's supposed to serve you, not the other way around. Yes. And if it's not working, then you try something different. Yes. Um, like she said, throw it out the window one day and, and go to the park. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and you're good to go. And right. It, you're actually refreshed. Yes. And then you're ready for that again. Yes. Um, two more I just thought of that um, we didn't talk about before we did this episode. Um, family nights and date nights. Oh yeah. Those were non-negotiable for us. So one day a week was a family night. Every year that changed based on the homeschool, um, scheduling and scheduling all. that mm-hmm. we did and, um, whatever kind of extracurricular things we were doing, dance or soccer or whatever. And then date nights again, just kind of based on my husband's work schedule, what that changed the night of the week changed. Mm-hmm. And, but from August to May, once we committed, we were, we were committed and we didn't do stuff with somebody else Mm -hmm. those nights. We were, we did stuff with our family on family night and with each other on date night. Right. Sometimes double date. So if you don't reserve those times, if you don't block that off, something will fill the gap. You can be guaranteed that it's not going to happen that night. It's just the law of physics is something's going to fill the gap. I'm not amazed these young young parents we work with you know for us the limiting factor was money oh yeah we didn't have a lot of money to go on like a cool date we could pay a sitter and go sit at Panera and talk or we could get free childcare and go out to dinner or something Mm -hmm. we couldn't do both so I always felt like that was like the biggest limiting factor but actually I don't think it is I think also just busyness and lack of um, intentionality yes is also a limiting factor. I've talked with lots of young parents who have plenty of disposable income and they just don't go on dates. And if you ask the wife if she's okay with that, yeah. <laughs> let me just say nine times out of 10, she is not right. Husbands, she is not okay with that. Right. So it, it really is a gift that you're giving yourself um, when you feel that need in your spouse. To remember, hey, this is why we got married. Uh, yeah, we Re- actually like each other. Remember that we, we liked each other. We want to look in each other's eyes. We yeah. want to talk. I want to know your thoughts. Yes, that uh, don't have anything to do with children. <laughs> that don't have to do with children. For, yes, yeah, for sure. So you know, as moms, we're, you wear fifty different hats on any given day. You're when you become a mom, you don't stop being a wife. You yep. don't stop being a daughter. You don't stop being a sister or a friend. You have to find a way to incorporate all of that. If you don't, those parts of you starve and wither, and you're going to feel it, and, you're, and your family's going to suffer. Yeah. I um, mean, if you're different personalities, would probably respond differently, but I would be resentful. Mm-hmm. I'd be angry and resentful mm-hmm. um, if I let those things go. Some people will just be sad and become depressed. Yeah. There, there's yeah. just so much of me that's that's all about children and nothing else. Um, and and I some get people it. love it, Bonnie. Some, okay, we're at the stage of life, right, where people get divorced. Yeah. They've kind of neglected each other throughout their whole married life. 
and our kids are in college, graduating college, and we're seeing them drop like yeah. flies because they didn't invest in each other. They, they actually were quite fulfilled and very happy to really pour themselves into their children. Mm -hmm. And once the children are gone, they will be gone. <laughs> then you, you just look at this person, you're like, what am I doing with right. you? There's nothing there. Right. And they, they see a, another two or three decades ahead of them and they go, I'm not up for that. Right, you gotta water the garden. You do. It's so worth it. Like, I, let me just say, wouldn't, wouldn't, can't you attest to that? Yes. It's so worth it. Yes, it is. To have somebody, your person, with you for the long haul. Yes. We just, it's all down the road. Yeah. We're, we've just entered empty nest seasons, and we'll definitely explore that in future episodes. But I'll just say, it's a joy mm -hmm. for the two of us to come home. It's like date night every night. And we still, <laughs> since it just happened this fall, we still kind of get giddy about it. Right. Uh, again. <laughs> we get to do something else fun. What else do you want to do? Right. So, um, so do water the garden. It's so worth it. And if you're if you're having trouble in your marriage, it's even more worth it. Yeah. To water the garden. Right. It sure can't hurt. Mm -mm. Sure can't hurt. No. So, um, so I hope we've convinced you that it's worth that it's worth at least trying. And you know what? If you try it for a while and it doesn't help you, and you're not feeling overwhelmed and you're not feeling frustrated and stressed and that there are things that you're getting everything you want to get done in a given day done good for you yeah live your life <laughs> forge ahead that's right friend but if you're not if that's not you then take a look at it I agree. it can't hurt yeah it's it's so blessed both of us that we just felt really strongly this was one of the first podcasts we wanted to do yeah Absolutely. That it was it was life changing in terms of um, bringing great amounts of happiness. Yes. Lots of intentionality, um, lots of joy. Right, and I think security. I think the kids would say, mm -hmm. "Yeah, we felt we did not feel unloved. We did not feel insecure. We did not feel, you know, unable to express ourselves or be creative. We had plenty of opportunities to do all of that as well." I agreed. Amen to that. So, so uh, if you like this podcast. Uh, go and give us a five-star rating uh, on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple. Mm -hmm. And you can check out the blog that's related to this on our website at justaskyourmom.com. We'll give you links whenever we mention um, books or products or things we recommend. Mm -hmm. We're also on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom. And Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. So we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your, Your Mom. Mom.